Hello, and welcome to Canada Reads American Style. I'm Shauna. And I'm Rebecca. Guess what? What? <laughs> the long list for Canada Reads 2021 is out. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! So we have 15 very interesting novels and books to look forward to in the 2021 Canada Reads competition. And it, of course, is going to be whittled down to five on January 14th when they announce who the defenders are going to be for the competition. So Rebecca and I are here to tell you our five quote-unquote predictions or choices for the shortlist. The one thing I was going to say, because I didn't look at it that closely, are all of them fiction? I'm kind of looking at it, and I think they're all fiction, are they? Do we have any nonfiction? Yep, there are a couple of nonfiction. There's one that's a, a more of a like a biography or autobiography by a Newfoundland man. Newfoundland. Newfoundland, sorry. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. <laughs> it's okay. Wait, I don't understand. Like, it's written as Newfoundland, but we're supposed to say Newfoundland? No, Newfoundland. Newfound. Newfoundland. <laughs> it's okay. Just you say it however you want to say it. It's okay. Are you sure? Because, like, I'm looking at it right now and it's spelled. I'm 100% sure how they say it. N E W F O U N D L A N. Right. And you know how people in the United States pronounce New Orleans? They pronounce it New Orleans. New Orleans. So, Doesn't sound like New Orleans. People pronounce it. It's just like a local thing, how they, it gets pronounced. Okay. So it's not always literal. <laughs> gotcha. It's like some people say Michigan. It drives me crazy. It's Michigan. Gotcha. They say Michigan. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Well, okay. anyway, his is a... Uh, Autobiography. Autobiography. And there is one that is a poetry-based book, I believe. So okay. the, other than that, the rest of them are fiction. Okay. So, cool. yeah. I just don't, it just dawned on me. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Usually I think there's a sort of a fair mix. But, but yeah, so we're going to talk about what we think our predictions will be. But you sort of mentioned we don't know, or at least I think you said, we don't know yet who the defenders are. We don't know what the theme is, I think. I, I think it still hasn't been announced. Yeah, there's no theme. Right. So to me, picking the five books we think will be selected when we don't know who they are and we don't know what the theme is seems sort of like an odd thing to do. But we're going to do it anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, last year when the long list came out, they did have a theme. And so when we were choosing the books for the short list, we're like, oh, how is this going to fit the theme? You know, so I'm curious. We know from interviewing Ali Hassan several times that they, the Canada Reads group, has all the stuff planned years in advance. So I'm curious did this year end up being different based on current events of the pandemic? Yeah, I don't know. I just, here's, here's Shauna. We don't know if anyone from Canada Reads ever hears any of our podcasts, but here's what I'm going to say to the people of, who run Canada Reads. Please do a couple of things. And, and all of us say the same thing on the Canada Reads Facebook page. So, so I don't know why they don't listen to us. But one of them is announce the long list before the holidays because people would love 
to buy the books. You would sell more books in Canada and in the United States, at least here in Michigan, <laughs> and get that information out before the holidays. Why? I don't understand. They need to change their time frame on some in some manner to make that happen. Because people said in the past it used to come out before the holidays. So please go back to that. Number two, when you announce the long list, the theme should be announced. There should be no question that that's what happens. Also, the third thing, and I know I sound a little hostile, but I'm getting, it's only my fifth Canada Reads, but I'm getting a little irritated, to be honest with you. <laughs> but the other thing is, you know, uh, wait a minute, what was it? I, so I said, yeah, get the books out first. Oh, the, make the law, the theme. Oh yeah. And the defenders, because we need to know who the defenders are because why is it a big secret? You know, if they did this big production where they all, maybe they do, maybe they go on Canadian TV in the morning, like they do with dancing with the stars when they announce who the dancers are going to be, you know, the celebrities, I don't know if they make a big production out of it, but if they're not, they're missing an option. I'm an opportunity here to have a, I mean, again, all of us as book nerds celebrate this thing. We love it. But if you guys can't get a consistent time frame together, oh, and then the last thing is, could you just somewhere please explain how the books get chosen? Because we know how they get chosen. The producers select a bunch of titles based on the interests, the reading interests of the defenders and then the defender actually out of the list of books they're given they pick the book they want to defend but every time constantly we see that question posted to the Canada Reads Facebook group and then everybody else who knows this answers that question and it's like come on Canada Reads I know you've been around a long time and you're brilliant we love you but y'all could be doing a better job sorry I, I had to go rogue and be irritable today <laughs> okay <laughs> Are you in agreement with anything I've said, Shauna? Well, it's funny because uh, I, I didn't expect the conversation to turn in <laughs> when I was like, hey, did you notice that there's no theme listed for this year's long list? Yeah. Well, you reminded me and then I'm irritable about it. You're right. Well, you know, I, I have been learning a lot about economics over the past year of being home and it's it's interesting how uh, the way commodities or information is spread, and I don't completely disagree with everything that you're saying, but I also am curious about what Canada Reads producers would have to say in defense. Like, you know, what is their mindset in terms of, you know, to me, this is a way to hype up the program and get more excitement by having all these timely, like, notated things. But I understand the frustration on the consumer end to be like, oh, hey, you know, this great thing that I love to participate in is coming up. I don't know when it's happening. I don't know what time it is. Will I be able to contribute or be a part of it based on what's going on in my current life right now? So if I had a kid and you and I still wanted to do this, I'd be like, oh, you know, I have to go put the baby down to sleep. I might not be able to do that as easily if I had a family involved versus, you know, I'm, I got my boyfriend and my plant, Stephen, and uh, sure, Stephen doesn't say anything. And I just kick uh, my boyfriend out into the bedroom and be like, hey, be quiet for 15 minutes. <laughs> I know, but... But see, but the, but if you think about it, I would love to know what their rationale is then, because it doesn't make any sense. To me, 
you've got the biggest holiday, the biggest spending holiday of the year in, in North America, for sure, yeah. right? And people could be buying freaking all 15 of those books. You don't know. People might. People may own some of them. People may have read some of them. But the point is, why would you miss an opportunity? Because what you do instead is after the holidays, when everybody's budget is down because they've spent money buying lots of gifts for people, potentially, then now we're expected to what? Try to buy, you know, and, and, and also, quite frankly, you don't buy the books because you go, nope, in a few weeks, they're going to give us the short list. I'm just going to buy the short list. So instead of potentially people going like, ooh, I like this one, this one, this one. I like eight out of these 15. I'm going to buy eight of them. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. I would love for them to explain what, they, what they're doing. And if they're going to have a Facebook group, why don't they answer some of those questions? Because I don't think, I don't remember really seeing Canada Reads Facebook group people answering questions. And it's really frustrating. And if you read people's comments, there is a lot of like hostility. <laughs> Maybe that's too strong of a word, but some of us are getting a little irritated and I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm just having a day today, but. Well, so, I do have sorry. to say like in, in terms of, you know, putting that list out before the holidays, it would be good or great for the United States participants who want to take part in it because uh, you and I have run into this several times where it's hard for us to get Canadian titles because we are in the United States. And if that was part of the holiday rush, you know, that would give us a more time to get them and B it would con uh, contribute to more consumerism between the two countries and, you know, being able to get more participation from literature readers from across the world versus only your Canadian. Right. Because eight of the books on the list of 15 in Michigan, we can't, we either, they either don't, we don't own it anywhere in the state or it's only one or two copies, which means we could potentially not be able to get the book as we need it. So, yeah, I mean, I just think it doesn't, I just don't understand why you wouldn't want the goal should be in Canada reads for the authors to sell more books at the end of the day. Why else are we doing any of this? It's to, have, you know, authors write a book, we buy them, we read them, they make money, they write more books, it keeps the cycle going. Why would you not take out of the biggest competition, the biggest book competition in the world, as far as I'm concerned, why would you not do it before the holidays when people could just spend a lot of their money on all these books? Doesn't make sense. But all right, so I think we've, I think we've kind of killed this now well now <laughs> so, maybe. so the great thing about this year's long list i'm very excited about this because i had to tell you like uh, you've had me you've asked me to be a part of this about what three or four is this my fourth one i think this is my fourth one so anyway i when reading through the the list of books this year i actually started to become more and more and more excited because i can't believe i'm gonna say this I actually want to read every single one of these books on the long list. And I had to say most of it is probably because 13 or 14 out of the 15 of them have humor, comedy, or laughter written in the description somewhere for the long list. And I was like, holy smokes, this is really great. In fact, I was on the uh, Facebook page the other day or this morning, I think, and somebody had made a comment about um, the one house, the boring uh, housewife or something. And they were like, this is 
they're like, oh, this is really funny, but has super sad moments. I'm like, oh, great. That's, you know, thanks so much for that, because now it's going to go up on my radar even more by giving it that quick little review to say, hey, funny, but very sad at certain parts. It was only like one sentence and I'm still involved in wanting to read it, you know? Yeah. So, well, let's get to what our choices are. So out of the 15, Shauna and I will tell you our five books that we think will make the short list without really knowing the theme or who the defenders are, but we will just run through this. <laughs> it's like, honestly, it's like, it is like a crapshoot. This is literally a crapshoot to me because I'm just going to pick five books, which I will explain why I picked them, but it, it just doesn't, I, I feel like I'm just, it's a crapshoot, but go ahead, Shona. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to just tell you that I chose all the books that I would want to read the the first ones, like these are the first five I would read out of the 15 and be like, this is, this is it. So uh, the first one is You Are Eating an Orange, You Are Naked by Shuang King. Uh, and really, I like the idea of just being able to say naked in the title a lot. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is Hench by Natalie Zeno Walshcott. And, uh, the next one is Midnight Mar Bargain by C.L. Polk, The Lonely Hearts Hotel by Heather O'Neill, and Yiddish for Pirates by Gary Barwin. So I think all five of those could potentially be on the short list. Well, that is interesting because I did not select any of those five. So here are the five I'm picking. And I'm, I did have a little bit of a rationale for it, um, but I don't, again, it's a crap dude. Okay. I picked Butter Honey Pig Bread. Even though it's a really serious story, it actually was long listed for the uh, Scotiabank Giller Prize. And I've read a lot of comments about it. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of just activity about people having read it or wanting to read it. So I picked that one. And then I did pick Autopsy of a Boring Wife because, again, it was one that I've seen a lot of people have either read or have been talking about. So I picked that one. And then I picked Dirty Birds. And full transparency... A publicist for the author, Morgan Murray, reached out to us and asked if we would like to read the book and interview him. And we are in the process right now of reading the book. We don't know yet if it'll make the short list, but I think it should because I'm just, I just started reading it and it is hilarious. I love, I love this book. Like in the first 30 pages, I told Shauna I'm hooked. I love this book. So I'm picking Dirty Birds. It better make the list. I think it should. Well, I have to say I'm enjoying it so far, too, and I'm probably right around the same uh, place as you. And I have to admit, like, one of the things I love about it are the little cliff notes about each of the. So even though it's a fiction story, he's giving nonfiction cliff notes about uh, why he's reading it. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm enjoying it this this much. Yeah, that just because it saves you from having to go look it up, which is what I always do when I read these books. You, you just get it all contained in one place. But I have to laugh because even in reading those little footnotes, I keep looking stuff up because I go, okay, is this really true or is this a joke? And and it's been true so far. So anyway, I'm enjoying the book. Uh, we'll give you a full on review after we've read it and hopefully get to speak to Morgan about the book. Uh, we're looking forward to that if that if we can make that happen. Sounds good. So thank you uh, to the publicist who sent that information to us or contacted us, I should say. And then the next one I picked was Johnny Appleseed. And I think, again, this is kind of a gritty story. But, I, again, we don't know who the defenders will be. But I think 
it speaks to people who've not been mentioned before in Canada Reads, maybe. I mean, again, I don't know the full canon of all the books in the past, but in I've been at this for, this is my fifth year, but it just says here that Johnny Appleseed is a young, two-spirit, indigiqueer person who becomes a cyber sex worker and fetishizes himself in order to make a living. And I just think that's so out there in terms of what we normally would read that that might appeal to someone, again, as a defender not, without knowing who the defenders are. So I picked Johnny Appleseed. And then the last one, which is the one I want to read, this is, I think, probably my number one that I want to read, is Tilly and the Crazy Eights. And it's about Tilly. It says, Tilly receives an invitation to help drive eight elders on their ultimate bucket list road trip to Albuquerque for the Gathering of Nations powwow. And I have to say, I there isn't anything I love more than a road trip book. So, and it's older ladies. I just think this sounds really fabulous. So those are my five, which are completely different than your five. Yeah, they are. So really, we're kind of like getting the whole long list and hey good for you for explaining all the titles to all of our listeners because i'm going to make our listeners go and look up the ones that i'm interested in (laughs) okay that was lazy i i actually did put it together well i put it together because well i didn't explain autopsy of a boring wife or butter honey pig bread but but with both of those um yeah i'm gonna make people look those up but they're basically like i said um books that have gotten a lot of play that people are kind of aware of them i think so Anyway, well, I know they say that I think it's going to be less than a week that we will have the short list out. And uh, we look forward to reading the books and doing the whole thing and, and um, doing, our, doing our whole thing, our whole Canada Reads thing this year. And if you didn't know, you could always follow us on any podcast app of choice. We're on anything from Apple to Spotify to Pandora, Audible. You know, you can find us anywhere by just typing in Canada Reads American Style. We also do a lot of uh, cool things on our Instagram, and we do publish our podcasts to YouTube and Facebook. So, you know, you can find us anywhere to get some of our awesome content and listen to all of the interviews and different people's perspectives that we get to chat with as we go along on this journey. And if you are still with us right now, still listening, I just want to apologize for my uh rant against <laughs> the producers of Canada Reads. I just want it to be, I'm a librarian. I like things to be better organized. That's my thing. So please, Canada Reads, we hope you listen. We love you. We will always love you, but please make a few changes that would make everybody a lot happier. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you would like us to continue to provide great content like this, subscribe and tell all your friends about Canada Reads American Style. Goodbye.